0: What is up, Jens? It's your boy Alaska Wizzy coming at you guys with another podcast report live from the Mexican Caribbean. Take two. Uh, hopefully, you guys are enjoying your beginning of the week. Um, you know, starting out strong. If you do work a nine to five, to all of you passive and uh, entrepreneurs out there, you passive income earners, keep doing a good fight like me. You know, keep pushing yourselves, keep doing well. Um, I think one of the biggest things is, is uh, I will get into this podcast again. Stop letting haters make your life miserable. I think. This is a very important podcast to talk about, and we'll go ahead and really break into the dynamics of this. Um, One of the biggest things is, too, I know people always ask to meet up with me and stuff, Um, you know, like my YouTube videos or even through podcasts, you know, because they see my YouTube videos. And I'll meet up with people, but I won't meet up with people in my city. Like, you know, I don't know you like that. You know, so if you do come by my area. Um, I probably won't meet you there. I'll probably meet you outside town, but I won't meet you in the city just because for my own personal and safety reasons. Again, coming from the military, I'm very, very like picky about who I let into my life, who I trust with information. I just don't trust people. And I think in these times, you've got to be like that because you don't know what somebody can take with that information. That's anywhere, even back in the States people could take that information and they could use that information against you. They could put you, that could put you in danger. It's the type of stuff that I think about in my mind. And I'm like, do I really trust people like that? No, I don't. You know, if you can't, tr- if people could sell out for money, you really think you could trust people with your information? No. So that's just the way it is. So for me, I, I prefer the quiet life. I prefer not people to know me, you know, besides the, the parties that know information about me in case something happens. But besides that, you know, no one really knows anything about me. They don't need to know anything about me. I feel like if I wanted people to know, I'd tell everybody. I don't for a reason because it, it's important that, you know, I keep my life private. You know, people always ask, like, damn, you're so quiet. Like, you don't really talk to people much. It's for a reason. It's because if you're the loudest person in the room talking to everybody, getting to know everybody, somebody's going to have a bark on you. That's the truth. Like, there's going to be that one person that just doesn't like you, and they're going to go and take everything that you they know about you and try to sabotage anything you have. This is time and time again done throughout human history. So that's why I say, man, you can't trust people, man. Even if it's your friends, your family, you just can't trust people. You gotta have that You gotta have that distance. You know, you talk to them, whatever, break bread with them, you know, family, friends, whatever, but you keep that distance like kind of how they know you. They don't know you like, they're like, ah, I've taught this guy for 20 years, but I don't really know him like that. That's good. That's exactly how it should be. You should keep it that way. So that's just one of the biggest philosophies of my life. And ever since then, since I've been like this for the past two years, a lot has uh, been positive like people just i don't have myself in any type of situation from it because people are like okay well i don't know this person you know i talk to them i see them but i don't know them like that you know and it's for a reason again it's it's basically made my life blissful like i don't nobody knows me why would you want to be the guy that everybody knows i feel like the logic in that is dumb that leads you to massive risk massive problems like people could screw you over. I I just got done reading a Reddit post. A guy had served 25 years of a uh, life sentence and he was falsely accused um, because his friend was jealous of him. Because his friend was jealous of him. And he literally was on the other side of town when this act was being committed to somebody else. And this guy, his friend was jealous of him and made a false report on this guy. And the guy got locked up for 25 years. See, that's the type of stuff I think about. I'm like, man, I don't trust anybody out here. And it's for a reason. You don't know what people can do, man. People can do some sick stuff, man. Like, you know, trying to like screw you over or like take advantage or ruin your job, your career, like your status, a bunch of stuff. That's why I'm like, hey, man, you got to be careful who you, who you lay in bed with, man. Like with the people, you know, because you don't know what they can do. That's why I tell people, I'm like, you don't need to know that information. Why? Because you don't need to know me like that. You know, it's not that I'm a a suspicious character or something. It's just that I don't need, I don't want you to know my business. If you're my wife, of course, you're going to have to know that stuff. But, dude, you're not my wife, so you don't need to know. Or you're not my fucking, like, my brother, so you really don't need to know then. And even then, they don't even really know me because I'm not close with my family, you know. So, it's just the way I live, man. It's the way I live. I move kind of, like, covertly, you know. I'm not special ops, never been special ops, won't claim that fake stuff. You know, I was military, Marine Corps, and that was it. So, I don't know. I just kind of take some of the stuff that they think and the way they move and I kind of apply it to my own life. You know, I stay silent and I think silent moves is the way to do it. I think if you, you're out here flashy, flashier, you're out here uh, uh, airing out to the world what you do, who you are, what you make, man. You make yourself a target, man. That's just the way I feel, you know. And in these times with financial problems, people losing their jobs, economic collapses in countries, I just don't see myself wanting to know people like that, man, because, <laughs> Somebody would love to run you for what you got, I'm telling, you, it's the truth, you know, and again, people don't like the truth, the truth is bitter, and this is why I like my podcast, because I tell the truth for what it is, I don't, I don't sugarcoat anything in my life, you know, so yeah, we'll go ahead and jump into this podcast and talk about a couple Oh yeah, one last thing I got to talk about before we get into this. So, I was at the laundromat, man, I had walked up, I'm in the most basic, like, skimmy green shirt, short are my jeans and my running shoes, man, and them damn chicks were going crazy up in there, man, like, the old lady just could not stop staring at me, she was just all smiling, giggling, and you had the younger chicks in there, the one chick at the counter. Like, every time I go through this neighborhood, because you remember, I live locally. I don't live in like the gringo zone is what people call it, I guess, or the uh, the tourist area or the expat area. I live with the locals, dude. You know, that's, again, another good uh, a good plus to uh, being off the grid is you can live locally and nobody knows you. They don't know what you make, what you do. Like, you could, they could think you work a nine to five at a factory somewhere. That's the kind of the way I dress when I go out to the other part of town, different story. i you know, I usually, I take an Uber. And I wear what I actually wear, you know, my nicer clothing. But here, I just don't wear anything. I just dress so basic. And it just seems like I'm part of the neighborhood. That's how you got to move, man. You got to think strategically. You can't think like, oh, I'm just going to wear a fly, everything, everywhere. Yeah, you're going to make yourself a massive target. You know, that's just the way it is. So for me, I wanted to go ahead and get into the, the podcast of what I really wanted to talk about. And I don't know, man. I think in these times, man, a lot of people are too fixated on what everybody else has going on. And I think that's a crazy thing, man. That's a crazy thing, you know, with everything going on today, you know, and the amount of opportunity to make money. I don't realize why people are so fixated on what everybody else has going on in terms of success. You know, you want to be successful, but you instead of you focusing back on your life and making the changes that you need to make in order to be successful, you choose not to do it. You choose to rather focus on what I have going on, which is funny. I made a podcast yesterday at the mall. Um, I was at, uh, one of the luxury malls here in the city and, you know, I was there and I was making my podcast and it it was, it was ironic how I was sitting there doing my podcast and talking about things and, and so many people just uh, like up in my business. It's like, it's, it's ridiculous. Like how you are so, you know, trying to basically run away from your own life and your problems that you're focused on what somebody else has going on. You know, don't let people that, you know, hate on you and, uh, uh, really fixate their time and energy on you affect your life because that means you're doing something right especially if it's a positive thing right or if it's something you're changing your life because you need to remember a lot of people will try to sabotage your changes your success your wealth your health hell anything man you know so you gotta definitely make sure that you keep driving on man it literally tomorrow what we could do is man if people really wanted to they could go and change the community you can tell me all day government this government that for any you know ethnicity because i don't care about the ethnicity but what i'm saying is is at the end of the day if everybody would collectively get together and not railroad each other which is what we do all the time as humans i think we know this already then we would have basically have a community where everybody makes money some form of money but again it's me 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 i i I. we're trying to compare like my bentley to this person's you know you got here or something right or my Rolls royce to Uh, the Ferrari that this other guy has. See, that's the problem with us as human beings is that instead of propping each other up for success, we're too busy putting each other down and trying to make it a dick measuring contest. I'm just gonna say it raw and uncut. It's like a dick measuring contest for a lot of people, and I don't understand that type of thinking, you know? I used to be the same way a couple years ago, and then I realized, why am I trying to do a measuring contest with other people to the left and right of me, rather than educate them and maybe help them make money? Then it, I mean I don't really expect much in return except if shit ever hits the fan you got my back you know besides that I'd be willing to help people out you know and I, I've said this before you know so I think one of the biggest things is, is that's why you have a lot of haters on you man if you're all you successful people out there is because you need to realize that for some people they don't want to put in the work they're lazy or they just they think it's too hard or you know for whatever their excuse and reason is they instead of them finding the fix of them problems. They choose to take it out on you. So for me, you know, I learned to really grow some thick skin, you know, being a handsome dude and, you know, being in good shape and, you know, making the money that I do. And I realized that, you know, I just choose to ignore the haters, man. It's made my life so much better. I'd say like last year wasn't as easy on me, you know, being abroad for the first time, you know, or 2020, I mean, being abroad for the first time. man. it wasn't it wasn't easy for me to adapt to those changes because again, I'm not used to people having that much attention on me, man. Like, you know, I'm getting grilled that much. Like people are just that fixated on what the hell I got going on. I'm like, Whoa, man. Like, you know, that, that wasn't something I was used to now. I'm kind of used to it. So I really just don't care. Right. I just ignore people. Some people got something to say. I just don't care. I'm like, okay, whatever, bro. You know, you ain't paying my bills. You, I mean, you're not, (laughs) you're not doing what I'm doing. So why do I care? You know? And that's just, that's how you got to live, man. You gotta be, you gotta have that careless mindset. Not careless to life, but just careless to what people think. I think that's one of the best tips. You know, in order to be successful, I think this is another big thing, man. Number one, you got to go, man. You got to go and freaking set up a, a mutual fund. I don't know why people don't do this. Like, why don't you set up mutual funds or uh, index uh, funds or uh, Roth IRAs um, or certificates Um or savings bonds. I don't know why people don't set up these things. It just, and To me, it makes no logical sense. I mean, it's 2022. Like, you're still gambling on the stock market when we know the stock market's rigged. We've known this for a long time. I've known this since I was like, what, in my 20s? Early 20s? We've known this for a very long time. So, I mean, the, I don't think the stock market is a plentiful investment, right? I think a lot of us learned in the past two years that, you know, cryptocurrency and the stock market is a fool's game. It really is what is a winning game is long-term investment so vanguard would be one of the best ones betterment right you have those applications You best fidelity fidelity is another good application you can invest into you know it's a website and uh, you can do your index funds and things like that even real estate you know you can do fundraise so there are many different ways of making money there's really for me that's why i, I kind of don't understand haters because if there's something that you want or something that you a quality that you don't have why don't you go and change what your life is in order to acquire what that person may have? I just don't understand. The, the, the textbook is right there. The, the The answers on the test is right there. But people don't choose to look at them. they rather go off left field and say, oh, it's, it's not me, man. It's them. Oh, it's not me. It's them. I, yeah, I'm hating on them because, you know... They freaking, you know, they're they're crap, man, because they look like this or they make money or this or that. You know, it's like people thinking that rich people are terrible people, which not every rich person is a horrible person. It's just in reality, they had to disconnect themselves because, you know, us regular people in the day in life, you know, we hate on them because, and not me, but they hate on them because they don't have what they have. But instead of me hating on them, why don't I go and just ask them the questions? You know, what, how did you make your money? And you'll be surprised, man. Sometimes you'll come across people that you don't know that have these things and they'll put you onto a big opportunity. They'll give you a job, you know, they'll pass you on to maybe some references. They'll even freaking goddamn put you on to how they made money. So instead of me taking it a negative direction, why don't you take it a positive direction? I just don't understand. Why don't you make those changes? Or if you want to go and lose weight, right? You see me in good shape. I'm always in good shape, right? Since last year, you know, I'm in really good shape. I I just, I'm big on fitness. I can't, I can't be out of shape. I just can't do it. You know? So for me, it's like, okay, I got to work out. So for me, I go and work out, you know, every other day. Now I don't work out as much because I'm busy with other stuff, but I try to maintain at least one to two days a week now. Um, well, I'll start to get back to my daily regimen. It's just right now I have a lot of stuff going on in my life, but if you don't like the way you look, why don't you change it? I'm trying to fathom and understand the logic in this, right? Like, why is it that you continue to be miserable and you don't like where your life is and you change it? Same thing with your job, right? Let's go down to your job, right? A lot of people do things that they don't like, and I don't understand that. Like, why don't you quit your job then? See, I ask all these questions because the first thing you need to do is self-internalize. If you are a hater out here listening, you need to self-internalize on what you want to change about yourself, your environment, because your environment matters as well. You know, maybe you don't like the neighborhood you live in. Maybe you don't like the city you live in, the country, the state. If you want to change that, you know what you do? You get up and you go somewhere else. Don't got the money to do that? Guess what? You set a budget plan. You save the money and you go somewhere else. It's that simple. It's not that hard. Again, people make things in life way too complicated than there has to be in life. And life is too short to do those types of things. You want to really sit around for 30, 40, 50 years and have those types of regrets. I mean, to me, I just, I couldn't do it, man. Again, at 26 years old right now, I just, I I can't live a life where I have all these regrets, man. I can't do it, you know? So I'm doing all the stuff that I know if I want to change it, I make changes to it, right? I didn't like uh, being in uh, in, um, Croatia, right? After the summer, I was like, Croatia is just not it for me. I just, I won't come back. So I was like, for me, you know, it is what it is. So I said, you know, I'm going to change my environment. I'm, I'm done with this environment. I've enjoyed it. You know, I've got my use of it time to move on. So I moved on to the next place back home to Mexico. That's, that's as simple as it is. I got up and made the proposition. I made my tickets, you know, my accommodation for the next couple months and I left, you know, that's just the way it is. So for me, that's how you got to do it, man. You got to get up and make fucking action. I think it's the problem with people today is they are so scared to take risk because of everything that's happened for two years that people have lost themselves. Hell, some people I think have been lost, like lost themselves mentally, you know, a long time ago. I think some people just go through the motions of life. They just, they don't, they don't self-internalize and really have a connection with themselves because if you don't love yourself, I mean, how can you love anybody else? I mean, I don't believe in that love factor for relationships, but I mean, just self-internalization of loving yourself. I think it starts there. You know, if you don't love yourself, you have a lot of inconsistencies in yourself. Why would you? and this is, I think this is where the hating comes in. And sometimes it's not even because they hate you as a person. They just hate what you have and, and what you do. And instead of them maybe learning from you or, 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 even going and going as far as making the changes themselves, they say that's too hard. Again, lack of mindset, lack of will. I notice this every day. I'm, I'm even, I was just on a, a bench out here because I got a swinging bench, you know, on the patio out here. And I was just observing people, you know, running and working out and even working out. I see the simplest stuff like that, that I observe. that, you know, some people, they just don't try hard enough, man. They go and do it. That's fine. But you can't just go through the motions, man. If we all went through the motions of life like that, life would be miserable for everybody, right? There's, there's a, there's a percentage that you're noticing that's always happy. You're like, damn, why are they always so happy? Or, you know, why, how is it they can do so much or how is it he can physically push himself? Like when I run, I push myself all the time. Or when I lift weights or whatever, I push myself, you know, and it's all in the mind, man. It's all willpower. If you're not willing to go and do it, if you're not willing to go and put in the work, you'll never make the changes. Never. You'll stay in the same old place that you've been at 10 years ago. Why do you think some people always ask that question? Damn, I've been in the same spot for like 10 years. Why has nothing changed? Because of your mindset, Your mindset has stayed the same because you're comfortable where you're at. That's all it is. You're comfortable where you are at right now. And if you're listening to this, you need to make a goal for yourself to make yourself uncomfortable, which means you should be setting new goals, new achievements. Coming back here and getting my residency process done. I'm not going to lie. I was afraid of going out again and doing that because I tried the first two times I got my visas i got both of them i got two already but the thing is is getting an appointment was impossible anybody who tries to do the process regularly you would have to go through hoops to make that happen because there's so there was so many americans at the time i think sometime last year and earlier this year that were trying to get appointments like in this area that it was just impossible then you check mexico city same thing massive backlog of appointments for up to like six to eight months And by the time I would get an appointment, the shit would be expired. So then I'd have to repeat the process again. That's literally the policy they put in, like, I think a month later. They were like, hey, if your junk expires, you got to go back and get another one. So basically what they were trying to do is is they were trying to go and cut out a lot of foreigners from getting the residence. That's all it is. is They're trying to down the numbers. They don't want too many uh, foreigners coming in. And it's because they're trying to eventually set up that hey if you got money come here we'll set you up on a you know a program that's what they're trying to do i think that's what mexico was headed so for me i was like shit i don't want to go and do this stuff i don't want to go through those hurdles again i don't want to go and do this by myself so you know what i did instead of being scared and trying to uh just not do it and go somewhere else what i thought to myself is, is why don't i just go and get a lawyer this will actually fix my all my problems because the first lawyer i got which i'll talk about that was not the best lawyer you know, she was very like lazy about it. She didn't care. You know, it didn't seem like she was getting things done fast. She seems like she was an amateur compared to the other lawyers I've seen. And I noticed this immediately. So that's why I went to Croatia. Then I came back because by the time I got my appointment it'd been November and I did not trust them, right? The program, the four year program that I'm going in ends um, December. So did I really want to take the risk with her as a lawyer? I said, no way. So I left, came back from Croatia, you know, after a summer there. And I got a lawyer. The lawyer I contacted in Croatia, you know, from here in Mexico. And she's been phenomenal. She's got most of my stuff done. I'm literally getting an appointment next week uh, set um, at the end of the month. And after that, I pay my dues for those four years, you know, uh, up front. And that's it. I I get my stuff. It was that simple. Because I didn't give up. I didn't quit. That's That's the point I'm trying to make is that you don't quit no matter how many fucking obstacles you have to take. Let me even start back and go even further you know uh, and why you shouldn't let your haters stop you because imagine had i quit and never even went in the military i probably wouldn't even be here today i'm gonna be honest with you i'm gonna go ahead and and break down a couple of things about um, i ain't gonna name names places or dates but i will say uh kind of what happened in my earlier years you know before i joined the military so at that time you know i went through a really um, abusive family at that time, you know, growing up and stuff like that. Abusive parents. Um, dad was in the military. You know, mom, again, homemaker. And, you know, I went through abusive times with them and stuff. And I don't mean abuse like she was yelling at me. They were yelling at me. I'm talking about them smacking me the fuck around, right? Shit happened as well with my brother, which I don't talk about. But many different things that happen in the household that should not happen for our children, right? so at the end of the day you know those things occurred in my life and i realized man that uh you know i was i was going down a dark road from that because think about it when these dudes go through people in general go through those types of things in their life in their early years they turn into really bad things right that could be you know, alcoholism drug use uh, you know uh what is it called you know just a spiral depression right anything could really happen in their life they could go down life, a life of crime that happens as well many terrible things right so for me, I realized, man, I was not in a good space and I needed to get out of there, right? Going to college, that just didn't help. I went to college for two years. And at the time or a year and a half. And at the time, it just it wasn't working. It wasn't clicking in my mind. I mean, let's be real here. My parents didn't prepare me for college. They were and they're financially well off. Like, no, they make some good money now. So them making money and realizing that they're bad parents just shows no matter how much your parents may have. It doesn't mean that they're well equipped to be a parent maybe they didn't want to have kids who knows the answer to that i obviously i'm not going to ask i'm not close with them nor do i talk to them but all i can say is is that you know not everybody should be a parent i think we know this you know so at the time i went to college you know in 2014 i graduated december of 2014 uh, in high school uh, because a french class one semester Um, I transferred in halfway, so my grade was ass. so then I had to go do it in front of, like, another semester during, I think, the holiday break. So I had to go stay the holiday break for two weeks, make up all that work, and then I graduated December of 2014. So in 2015, I went to college, uh, 2016 as well, and at those times, I was struggling. I was struggling miserably, miserably in my life. You know, I I, I, I just didn't know how to handle college or be on my own. Again, my parents wouldn't teach me how to drive, my parents wouldn't let me even keep the money I made for my job, they would mostly hold most of the money from it, you know, and know that they had money of their own, and they still would take my money, and it was all about control, they didn't want us to grow and progress further than they did, because again, they didn't want kids, they felt like we were a burden to them, that we took away their livelihood, and don't think that a lot of parents don't feel that way, because they do. That's why I won't have kids, you know? A lot of people ask me, like, why won't I have kids? You know, I'm surprised you don't have a family by now. You're almost 30, you know, in a couple of years. I'm like, it's for a reason, you know? It's kind of despite my parents, you know? Um, that shouldn't, I shouldn't do that, but that's how it is. And also because I don't want a piece of my DNA, their DNA in them. I just, I don't want it, you know? I don't want to think about that every day. I think this is a phobia I think anybody would have if their parents were terrible, you know, shit. I wouldn't want to have my kids with a piece of that DNA in them, you know? And then I imagine myself, you know, how would I act if I'm a parent to them? I wouldn't want to, you know, end up like those, those those twisted people, man, you know? And that's the thing. I think those are kind of those things in the box that you kind of keep locked up, right? We all have our issues. We all had stuff growing up. You know, I'm going to leave it at that. I won't get into too many details because I just don't talk about this stuff, right?
1: And
0: and that makes it surprising, again, where I'm at today, right? I've come a long way, you know, from that time back in my early days growing up to my teens to now, you know? The fact that I've come out so clean is is a miracle. I think it truly is. But, um, yeah, like I said, I struggled with college, man. I really did struggle with college really bad. Um, parents didn't put me on any type of learning curve, so I just I didn't know what to do. So I did poorly my first semester and um, co- our first a uh, couple months in college, and then of course I went back to stay with my uh, older brother, which I did not want to stay with him for many personal reasons. Again, growing up, and I did not want to stay with him, but they put me with them anyway at his place, and I did not like that. So. I uh, was not in the best headspace at that time. A lot of feuds with my parents, my family, my brothers, or my brother. And I realized I needed to get out of there. So I went back to college again. Of course, did not do that well that semester either. And they did not provide financial aid for the summer. They cut the program for the summer. So the college no longer provided housing in the summer, which just shows how much of scammers these motherfuckers are, right? Shouts out to the University of Alaska Anchorage. Fuck you, people. I will say it for what it is but i ended up going to that college at the time and yeah they did not provide no longer uh, financial aid so i couldn't stay at the the barracks or i say barracks but the dorms for the summer so unfortunately i had one of two options either go back to the hellhole of that home my older brother or go and uh end up on the street which i said ending up on the street is not an option i was homeless before you know my mom and dad separated at the time you know and that was a phobia that was a trauma for myself at that time we were couch surfing for a year we were in the car for a year you know before we ended up in section 8 housing at that time and yeah man that that traumatized me man that and many other things growing up so you know i didn't let it define me though i didn't let it change my life and you know i really moved forward from there um And I went back home, you know, to again, upstate New York, because they were in upstate New York, you know, they're still there to this day. And uh, I ended up going and staying there. And I just realized enough is enough. I don't want to be around them. I want to get away from them. They're, you know, twisted people, uh, very toxic. I said, I can't fucking deal with these people. You know, I'd I'd, I'd rather be under a bridge at this point, right? That's kind of how I felt. And and mentally, I just wasn't all there, man. I I was very angry, aggravated. I had a lot of anger problems at that time. I just... I, w- I was basically quick to blow up at any moment. And I blew up on them all the time because they knew what they did, right? So for me, I took it out on them. And I kind of wish I just got away from that situation immediately. Hell, I could have emancipated myself when I was in Alaska. They even gave me, the lawyer even inquired options. I remember at the time, um, somebody had told me, you could get emancipated. You know, you could like, if you are dealing with an abusive home, you can be emancipated. And at the time, I was 16 years old. So what I could have did is, is I could have went and I could have worked on my own job. And I could have left, uh, you know, left them to go down to Georgia, because that's when my parents moved down to Georgia. This was in 2012. Um, I was in 10th grade, I think, at the time. So I could have emancipated myself and worked independently on my own. Would have been a struggle, absolutely. But I met a a person in Georgia at the time when I was down there, before my parents separated. Um, And I remember the chick was 16 and she was emancipated because she came from an abusive home. So it just goes to show, I kind of wish I took that opportunity. But then again, if I took that opportunity, I wouldn't be talking to you guys today. Hell, I don't even know where I'd be at. You know, maybe I'd be a little bit better off more. Who knows? I don't know. I I mean, we don't know the future, right? We don't know how that would have turned out. So at the time, um, I decided uh, going into the military was my better option. You know, so I did go back home. Like I said, I said, enough is enough. And I talked to the Marine Corps recruiter while I was in Alaska before I went back to upstate New York uh, to stay with my older brother, which was hell and stuff. And I realized, I said, you know what? I'm going to the Marine Corps. And, you know, my recruiter from uh, Anchorage uh, called upstate New York. I talked to the upstate New York recruiter. Um, obviously, all the paperwork got transferred. Um, since I did sign up on the West Coast, they gave me an option. You're kind of in the middle. You either can go to the San Diego or you can go to Paris Island. I said, fuck that. I'm going to San Diego because I want to go to MCRD San Diego. And I wanted to, you know, I like the West Coast. I don't like the East Coast. I knew how Paris Island was. I saw the videos. I said, no fucking way I'm going to Paris Island. So I said, I'm going to San Diego. So sure enough, um, made my dad get a plane ticket because, and he, of course, he got one. He was happy to get rid of my ass. They both were. So they got me a plane ticket, went to Portland, then went from Portland, stayed at Meps there for three days, um, which was really nice. Five-star hotel, Hilton. Best hotel I ever stayed at. I've never stayed at a hotel that nice in my life. So that was really nice. And then I ended up making it from Portland down to San Diego. And that's what started my life. You know, from there, I... Uh, went through boot camp and um, went through my time in the military and that, that changed everything I and mean, that changed the game that changed my whole life you know and i realized one day you know I, I was dating my uh my ex-girlfriend at the time um and she was from new york city she was dominican and indian like indian like country of india and you know she was a very beautiful woman not going to talk much on her. I mean, you know, she does her own thing these days. I don't really check in with people like that anymore, you know, so it is what it is. But, um, at the time, you know, she was like, you know, what you dealt with with your parents, why do you still conversate with them? Like, you know, if your parents were abusing, why do you talk to them? Again, it's like Stockholm syndrome. A lot of you people don't understand that, you know, when you go through abuses, I'm talking about real abuses, not just somebody fucking yelling at you. Somebody yelling at you is not abuse. I was in the military. I know what I'm talking about. So that that's not abuse, bro. Like, I'm talking about them putting your hands on you. I'm talking about some 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 messed up stuff, man. I think I don't need to get into the description of this. I think anybody can imagine what that is. So, you know, there were, you know, she really awoke my mind for that at the time. And this was when I, I think this was in 2018, 2019. And I was like, you know what? You're right. You know, why am I conversating with these people? You know, why aren't they admitting that they're wrong? You know, why aren't they sitting there trying to... To admit the wrongdoings they did, you know, as I was growing up, putting their, you know, physically abusing, them, you know, and I didn't realize, man. I realized to myself, like, shit, man, that, that doesn't make any damn sense, you know. Again, when you are 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 uh, coerced into believing that that's just parenting, that's bullshit. It's not fucking parenting. You putting your hands on your child, okay, a spanking, whatever. I get that, bro. I'm, that I have no problem with. Which again, it it cut me in line, but the punching every kid in the face the smacking them around and stuff that shit is no bueno man that you should not be doing that as a fucking parent and if you are you're part of the fucking problem that's why your kids are coming out fucked up is because you are putting you're you are basically you're not even teaching them anything you're literally just physically putting your anger out on your kids and that just makes no fucking sense and anybody who's promoting this you're part, again you should be held prosecuted you should be prosecuted i truly believe that the only reason why I never pursued anything within my family is because I like I, I listen to a thing called afterlife and karma. I think things eventually is going to come around for them, and they're going to get what they deserve in the end. That's why I feel no reason to be feel resentment. I did feel some resentment when I was uh, in Croatia, when uh, my dad I think reached out to me, or I reached out to my dad because uh, my freaking little brother was going through some stuff. You know, I do talk to my little brother. He he mean you know he was only very young, and he was born two thousand six. So, I have no problem with my little brother, you know, he just, he doesn't know anything that's going on with, our, you know, my family. And I don't talk about it, you know, it's nothing he needs to know, you know, he'll find out when he's older. So, at the time, you know, I was just like, you know, whatever, it is what it is. So, I reached out because my little brother was going through some stuff. And, you know, I had some big resentment, man, towards them. And to this day, you know, they don't they don't feel bad or wrong about anything they did. They, they don't even acknowledge some of the things that happened in their home. They act like they don't exist. That those types of people you do not need in your life. And again, this goes to show that, you know, no matter what you're really going through, you can still push to be successful. You can still push to push past the haters. That's why I laugh at the haters, because they don't realize what I've d- what I had to go through to get where I'm at today. They don't realize it, man. At that time, I didn't even think I'd make it to 26, man. Seriously, and I'm all and I'm all in seriousness when I say that. I did not think I, at least where I'm at today, I didn't even think I'd make it to that. I you know, the dreams I had, I had dreams of traveling and and uh, you know having a decent income or or at least having a business. I did want to own a business, which I'm running today. I didn't expect to have any of this stuff. I didn't even fucking expect to be in Mexico, man. I didn't expect none of that. I expected to be fucking under some bridge somewhere, you know, freaking life just as I know it, just going with the motion, right? That's exactly how, or working some dead end job. That's kind of where I thought my mind would be. But again, it's all because I had that one thing in my mind. You know what that one thing in my mind was? It was called hope. You know, I'm not talking on a religious standpoint. You know, no disrespect to the religious people out there, but it's it's again having that sense of hope, having that, that 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 light at the end of the tunnel. You felt like something is gonna come out of this. It may not be today, it may not be tomorrow, but eventually it will. That's why I tell you people, man. When you think you have it bad, just you know somebody had it worse than you. If I talked about some of the stuff that I talk about that I dealt with growing up, you guys would freaking cry, man. I'm telling you. That's the reality. So it's like, you know, don't think that you should give in because life is kicking you down. You should keep going. And that what you're going through, you're going to pass through. That's I think that's one of the biggest things of the podcast, again, with success and haters, is that those haters, they don't even fucking know, man. If they could just click, connect with your mind and see what you've been through, they'd be like, shit, man, this guy deserves everything he, he fucking earns every day, you know? So that's why I don't acknowledge haters. And this is the whole point of the podcast. and It's actually surprising that I can talk about this so smoothly, you know, without, you know, breaking down because this was hard for me to talk about. You know, I don't talk to people about this stuff. You know, I only talked to my ex about it at the time a couple of years ago and one other person that I know. You know, besides, because that person went through those same problems growing up. You know, with my buddies. And besides that, you know, it's 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 a it's a it's a closed casket for me. I don't talk about that stuff. So you know, it's it's crazy, man. Like I said, if you are a parent out there, man, please raise your children correctly. You know, it, it was a very like I said, it was a, a a miracle that I came out as good as I did. You know, and people say that all the time. You know, the ones that I did let know about this, like, damn, dude, you came out like clean like that. It's a rarity. I'm telling you, it's rare that people who go through these these traumas and these problems and then the military on top of that, man, you know how much shit that fucks with your head just being in the military alone? That's another problem in itself. And the fact that you come out clean from all of that, yeah, I deal with my problems here and there. You know, I have my down days sometimes, but besides that, you know, I continue life as such and I, I continue it, you know, feeling like I'm on top of the fucking world. I feel like I can't be stopped. (laughs) <laughs> the only way I can be stopped is when I'm in the grave you know after 60 years from now you know that's when I'm going is when I'm about 60 years from now that's when I'm going I'll go my 80s okay then well I'm about an 80 what else can I do at this point right so okay I'm good with that that's kind of what I'm saying so for me it's like this is a story to you a story of success a story of, of basically letting you know don't feel like when haters are on you man don't don't let them fucking put you down don't let family members tell you you can't do shit Don't let nobody tell you you can't achieve anything because you son of a bitch, you can go and do it. That's exactly what I'm going to say. So let this be a shining example of why you shouldn't let people affect you. You shouldn't let haters determine your life. And hopefully you guys enjoyed this podcast. Again, this was a very personal podcast for me because I don't talk about this stuff. I'm telling you. I don't talk about this stuff to nobody. This stuff stays locked up like... And you you just got a snippet of what the hell I dealt with, man. And of course, they memory dump and deny all of it because that's what parents do. They don't want to acknowledge the twisted things that some parents do. And it's the truth. They think in their mind it's right because their parents may have did it to them. That's the reality. Again, it's like Stockholm Syndrome, man. It's, it's very, it's very like insane. And in a sense, I'd say like that's like you being having major mental complications that you need to be fucking treated. You know, maybe talk to a therapist or whatever, which is funny. That's another story for another day. But, yeah, man, I think it's it's interesting how far I've come, man, you know. And uh, I keep my head on straight. You know, I, I don't, I mean, I do drink sometimes, obviously, you know, casually. And um, I used to vape and stuff, you know, smoke. I don't do any of that stuff anymore. I quit, you know, cold turkey. I go cold turkey. I can go cold turkey on really anything. Obviously, I don't use any of the avid, like, drugs or anything. I ain't saying that. But I'm saying if I ever did, I could go cold turkey on anything. I don't know. That's just the type of mind that I have. I tell you, when you go through a lot of stuff in your life, and military or tragic events, man, dude, you if you get past that, man, your mind is like a tank, man. You could go cold turkey on anything. It's pretty much how it is. You know, I could chew tobacco today, quit like a day from now. I could smoke a cigarette today, quit a week from now. Vape, I vape, I like two months ago, I quit that shit. Like I'm telling you man, it's not hard for me to quit things because again, my mind is like a fucking, uh, a safe. You can't really break it down man. The only, like I'm telling you, people are surprised at the shit that I see and I just don't break down or react a certain way. You know, I, I don't show my emotions very well and it's for a reason because I realize, man, you gotta keep your mind like strong man. Because there's a lot of stuff you're gonna encounter in your life and go through. And if you think it's bad now where you're at, believe me, it's going to get worse. <laughs> it's going to get worse, man. That's life, man. It's, life is going to be like ups and downs, man. You're going to be up here for a couple years, and then you're going to be back down here. And then you're going to be up here, and then you're going to be back down there. That's just life, man. Either you're going to be like a flat curve and go up. Maybe some people get lucky like that. They fall through the cracks. But most people like us, we're going to go through up and downs, man. There's never going to be a such thing as a perfect day. And I don't mean like, you know, tragic, like something bad happens. I just mean like, Today, you may go and have a perfect day, no problems, like no toaster broken, no TV messed up, something. And then tomorrow, you're going to have all those problems pop up in your life. So just know life is not perfect, nor will it ever be, right? We can't be be satisfied for everything, right? There's going to be some things we just cannot be satisfied for. So I'm going to close out this podcast. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed it. Again, this was a deep, personal podcast for you guys. Coming at you guys from the Mexican Caribbean. Uh, like I said, I'm going to capitalize on uh, a few of the things that are basically summarize some of the things I did say. So number one, you need to go and uh, set up, like I said, set up an index fund or mutual fund, um, Roth IRAs, uh, you know, certificates. Look at doing those things. Like I said, I recommend the applications, uh, uh, Fidelity obviously betterment is a good starter app if you're not really familiar with that stuff betterment is a very good starter app very simple to use i recommend that and then also um, i recommend vanguard for some of you uh, seasoned um, you know uh, users or if you want to get a really good uh, return on your roth iras i recommend vanguard so Vanguard's going to be your best one Um, So obviously you'll use the website. Do not use the application for some weird reason. The application is like back in the 1980s. I don't know why it is not the best. It's like very clunky. Okay, so yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and close out this podcast. I do have other stuff to do today. I just want to do a quick podcast. Stick to my word on my Monday, Wednesday, Friday podcast. You know, some of them will be as good as this. Some of them won't. It's just me speaking on things I feel and or what's going on and giving my perspective. So uh, maybe I'll talk about some of my Marine Corps stories um, in the next podcast. Um, stay tuned. Um, if you can't stay locked in, stay out there. Peace out, guys. And I'll see you guys in the next one. Peace out.